0: What happens when you decide that you are ready to take your life to the next level? I'm here to tell you your path to success will not be a straight or quick timeline. It will ask of you to shed your old story, build your emotional intelligence, and put down the story of struggle once and for all to bring your visions to life. This is the unedited audio doc narrated by me, Nina Hayes, providing real life examples and lessons to help you on your journey of becoming elite. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey Elite, welcome back to today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Oh my goodness, happy new year. I'm so excited. Um, I am back filming. I normally batch my content. Let me get into my little quiet space. I normally batch my content out to be able to really keep the consistency and you know, posting everything out making sure that all of the episodes are out on Mondays and on Fridays. And this year, I just made a decision that I want to get more in tune to closer posting. And so I'm not going to do as much batch posting this year as I did last year. I really want to get more into truly organically posting closer to the date. So my goal is to not make just a bunch of content and then schedule it out, even though I love the rest period between that. My goal is to record closer to the post date. So no more than like, five days to the post date just so it's closer in time and so that I can actually film in that actual time period of whatever the post is that I'm putting out so I think that's a good goal to have for this new year um because you know it's just I don't know it's just to me it feels different if you can tell the difference if you feel like you know yeah I really like that Definitely, let's have a deeper conversation on Instagram. I love talking to you all in the DMs. Let me know how you like this. Do you like me filming a little closer? I don't know. You probably can't tell the difference, but just let's let's move on. Let's move on. So I've really been trying to figure out ways to get the Vision 2025 episode out. And I found myself forcing myself, trying to figure out, like, okay, how can I talk about all of these different topics and put all of these different topics like in an overview so that it's clear, concise. And like, if people want more information, they could just come into my paid containers and learn more. And the more I started doing that thought process behind it and really figuring out like, okay, how can I create this? Or how can I put this to where it's understandable and not to be too much information? And how can I just like put this thing to look a certain way and the more I started doing that the more I started getting this inner conviction that was saying you know what just take your time with it and let it flow however it flows and just present the information without this extreme concept that eventually it needs to be monetized and It wasn't hard for me to be like, okay, yes, let's do that. Because once I felt that feeling and like really understood like, okay, this is what needs to be done. I just moved forward into doing it. And what I will say is this. I'm realizing that a lot of people are still in the old way of thinking because that old way of thinking is not yet the old way of thinking and for myself one of the hardest things for me has been eradicating and unlearning an old program that was not suiting me that I knew did not align to me but that I felt was necessary for me to acclimate and be a part of this world I felt like I was always You know, charting my own path being, you know, two to three years ahead and it felt lonely at first. Now I've gotten used to it. Now I'm just like, you know what, let's keep moving forward. But moving into 2025, people are going to experience this and people who choose not to. Nothing necessarily bad is going to happen to them but it's a part of that splitting of worlds that's happening and it's just it's just crazy to see it because I saw this happening in 2020 so to see that the different vision episodes that I have put out are actually like people are now seeing it it's it's just surreal because now it puts more pressure on me to get these forecasts out. And I think that's really like the true reason why, you know, it's taking so much out of me just to do this. What I will say is to get into this, um, last year when I did vision 2024, I didn't realize until I looked over my notes from last year is that I did three episodes for vision 2024 and they were separate. Like they were all in different months and I really think that's what I'm going to do this year. I'm just going to organically let the conversation evolve. And then I will put in the title Vision 2025 so that you see like, oh, this is like the continuing conversation of 2025. Of course, we just started 2024 and I will say I spent the new year exactly how I want to spend The new year. And what I mean by that is I spent the Gregorian calendar new year the way I want to spend the astrological and natural new year, which is in March. I rested. I ate well. I actually did not drink on New Year's or New Year's Eve. I had my faux champagne, which is ginger ale, and I rested, okay? When I tell you I rest, like I've had so much rest over this holiday season, I feel amazing, I feel regulated, I've been sipping my tea, okay? Drinking my water, taking my supplements, just well rested, okay? And this is exactly how I want my new year. To go. This leads me into the biggest theme for Vision 2025, which will be the splitting of the two worlds. Now, there has always been this split of classes, this split of socioeconomic classes, this split of race, this split of just Education. There's always been a distinction, but there's a distinction that's happened already that you're going to start to see more of that is going to be very distinctive, especially for you if you are a marketplace producer. So, if you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're going to notice that the split is going to require of you to place yourself efficiently so that you can reach your true consumer. I've mentioned this for many years. It is extremely important that you define currency for yourself that is beyond money. And you might be thinking, well, Nina, I need to pay my bills. I need to do this. I need to do that. I understand, but money is not the currency at which you do what you do you don't do what you do for money you do what you do to help your clients do something and the exchange for that is money and it's very important that you fix that thought process immediately because As you move on in the next five years and you decide, okay, I'm getting older, my children are getting older, I want to pivot, I want to do new things, you're going to want to do it without the constraint of money. You're going to want to be able to create your own economy. You're going to want to be able to pivot seamlessly and not feel tied to a career track because you have spent year after year after year after year doing what you do for money. I want you to think of the cash flow quadrant. On the left side, you have the employee and the self-employed. And then on the right side, you have the business owner and you have the investor. Now, those concepts are merging because every entrepreneur is self-employed, but not all entrepreneurs are business owners or investors. And I really want you to... Take your own time offline to just research and figure out where you want to be and how you can be in the business owner and investor side, even starting at the smallest investment. If you want to be an investor, you can invest in stocks for $100 a month. Like Think of how you can shift your mindset to be able to make moves as small as they may be. You want to develop the habit so that it becomes normal to you okay now the two worlds are going to be between mind control and emotional control between the self control or ai control between internal control or external control This is important because a lot of people have lacked self-control for so long that they are not going to be willing to shift when this shift happens. This shift is necessary. Don't freak out. (laughs) This shift has to happen. But what this means for you is that you have to understand your piece in this bigger puzzle. So that as you get out here in the world and you're talking to your client, that you actually can speak the correct language. And yes, there is a correct language. Let's say someone is talking to you and, you know, someone is being disrespectful to you. They clearly don't understand the language of how to talk to you. And so you no longer talk to that person because they don't know how to speak your language in a way that's respectful. And so you're just going to move on. Right. It's as simple as that. So it's not something where you should be concerned or you should be like, oh, my gosh, I feel so sorry for people like I get it. But you're going to have to figure out how to move forward so that you can move into your desired place in the world. The thing about this is that. Many people. Have go through life wanting to feel this feeling and if they don't feel that feeling they take it on as a personal attack and i want to be careful with my my words here because there are a lot of concepts that i will only discuss deeper in my paid circles because i just feel like this is a conversation where a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to feel some type of way, right? And there are some people that can't be saved, right? But if you feel some type of way and you feel like, okay, I need to know more because my client is on the other side of this, right? I need to figure out more because I do see myself as having a life of wealth or I see myself as, you know, having a different set of currency for my family so that I can build... Um, better things for myself. If you truly see that for yourself and you feel that urge within yourself, then you're going to have to find a way to get into the rooms where these conversations are being had. The rooms are never going to change access costs. There will always be access costs to get in certain rooms, whether it's a title, whether it's a education level, whether it's being a member of something, there's always going to be an access point that ensures that the right people are in that space. And that is super important to understand because as this split happens, where there will always be rich versus poor, there will always be wealthy versus broke. Like There's always going to be this split, right? But in the name of... Understanding that you want to be on the other side, you have to understand how to think. There's an etiquette to every space in this world. If I go into your home right now, there's an etiquette to how you operate your home, even if you don't have a set protocol etiquette for your home. If I go into your business, there's an etiquette and a protocol with how you run your business, even if you don't have an SOP or business. There's still an etiquette, right? So if there isn't one, hey, around here, we don't have any sort of etiquette or guiding principle. That's still an etiquette and principle. And so understanding this, you have to understand that being reactive, like understanding what I'm telling you now, let's say you don't understand it fully, listen to this again, listen to this again, and then listen to this again until it hits for you, because being reactive, listening to something one time and being like, oh, I don't get it. Oh, she's talking in circles. Oh, blah, blah blah Doing that and being reactive will be your greatest roadblock. And eventually what happens for some people is they have to get to rock bottom of not listening, of not following that urge, of not following that intuition. They have to get to a point where they're just totally at the bottom before they finally surrender and listen. And I'm telling you this because... I had to go through my own journey of surrendering and listening. I talked about it all last year in the podcast episode. And as hard as it was, okay, this is not something that was just easy, but it was simple. It was the simple thing to do, the simple thing to be obedient to, right? As hard as it was, it was simple. Decisions had to be made. One of the things I realized when I walked away from the aesthetic industry was, um, it didn't hit me until I saw the movie, The Menu. Stick with me. Because <laughs> that movie, yeah. I realized that there is a lot of high-powered women, world-renowned women like myself, who experienced a moment in time of saying, what do you do when you have accomplished everything on your vision board? How do you create a new vision for yourself. And I actually recall saying that in a podcast episode. And that's a real question. Like a lot of women, especially men do it too, but I'm going to speak to the women in this episode. A lot of women are going for their dreams, going for their goals, building their families, having children, having relationships, learning how to love on themselves. And You've been conditioned that your achievements and what you can do and what you can contribute is more important, right? Yeah, you may have an emergency, but these things are more important because you have to have the title of XYZ in order to be deemed successful. And a lot of women are waking up to that saying, you know what, I am valuable and I am deserving without me having to constantly do something to earn more Deservement, like deservement is not a measurement of access it's not you deserve to be in this space right that's not a measurement of success that's not a measurement of access right that is a measurement of revoking access if someone doesn't deserve your time it it can be a point of revoking access but it's not a measure of access someone who doesn't deserve your time has a measurement of disrespect a measurement of chronic like not being available chronic missing payments chronic whatever right but deservement is not an actual measure of success and so when i watched the movie the menu I realized that in that movie, first I was like, this is crazy. Like, normally I don't watch TV unless it's holiday season. Like, I just don't sit and binge and watch TV, right? But we're watching movies and we saw the menu and it was just like so much going on, right? And when I look at it on a synopsis point of view, it, was a concept of eat the rich that at the end was when it clicked for me this world-renowned chef had to do this level of grandiose just chaos to demonstrate artistically What he felt inside. Based on the different actions. Of the different people that were in the room. And I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. But what I will say is that. There was a part. At the end. Or toward the end. Where. There was a young lady who was not supposed to be there. She can relate. To him because she offers services just like a chef does she used a clue from just you know doing her thing she used a clue I'm trying not to spoil the movie for you but she used a clue and she turned to now Speak to this chef in a way of serving him from a place of appreciation. It was one of those things to where people are so used to being served and so used to saying, well, I'm paying you. So you should do this thing for me. And because I'm paying you, it needs to be this way. That even she had a moment where she realized you know what? I appreciate your art. And I really just want this particular thing. And I'm gonna, and I I trust that you're going to do it in its most artistic way with so much love and so much grace. I'm just so excited for this item that you're going to make. That was the first time in the movie that he actually smiled. And found joy in doing what he does. Now, in the spirit of not spoiling that movie for you, what I will say is that when you offer a service, just like for myself, which is what I realized from watching this movie and realizing in my own career being an esthetician, it just became so about optics, it became so about. Well, is this person better than this person or these people have panels? Did these people reach out to you to get on panels and oh, this person does this and this person does that. And oh, this person is making this much money and saying that on social media and oh, you don't say it. So you're nobody. And it just became this back and forth conversation, which is competition, which is this this constant consuming of some currency. And so when you hear a statement of eat the rich, that statement is such a common class or common man class statement that a lot of people don't fully understand that every person has their own vice where they're already eating themselves alive because they haven't fully discovered what they are truly happy with they are constantly climbing and climbing and climbing and seeking validation and seeking these things to the point where the true thing that you're happy with which in this case for this chef he was happy just doing this one simple thing that's when he was last smiling this, just doing this one simple thing to bring passion back to him. He no longer wanted to go into this moment of, I have to present this item with all of its flair and all of these things so that a, a critic can now do all of these think pieces on how this item is. And then this critic now, because this critic has built their own power and built their own whatever off of criticizing people's work and determining if it is well well now this critic has the power to close my business down if they make a statement and say that they didn't enjoy something that was art to me. This person doesn't understand how they are painting my art. And this is where the humanity has to kick back in for people because there will always be another thing that's going to separate people. And for me as a facialist I became to where I couldn't have a smile on my face when I was working because it became where the very people and not every person, but it became where I was constantly going outside of doing facials and going into doing inner work shadow work talking to people about yes I understand you're having these breakouts yes I understand your skin is not where you want it to be but your thoughts and your self-deprecation and these things that you believe about yourself are the true reason why it doesn't matter how amazing I clear your skin or doesn't matter how beautiful you feel after you leave you will always be addicted to that fresh peel feeling or you will always be addicted to coming to my space because you feel that it's something external of you that gives you this thing And so now if you spend money with me and then every other person is addicted to that feeling and now I have to raise my price to accommodate the demand because I can't just leave people on a wait list for two to three years. Well, now I'm the problem because you somehow have felt that you've been enticed to come into my world and stay into my world because you have developed this external need of something outside of yourself for you to feel this thing and that is very dangerous and if you are not willing to cut off the cancer if you're not willing to say "Uh uh-uh we're not doing that this makes sense why so many people have a hard time taking vacations so many people have a hard time leaving and taking a break because they have people that are their clients or people that are their family or people that are their bosses or their coworkers that feel entitled to them as people where it's like, I am burnt out. I am exhausted. I need to take care of myself right now. And those people turn around and say, Oh, how dare you? You know what? I'm not going to pay you. I'm not going to do this because you're taking time for yourself. Even though those same people take time for themselves. And it's so subtle to where I I just, I recall talking about it in my, um, one of my classes, I can't remember which one, but I talked about how everything is going to change because the mental labor, the people who go to school and get all these degrees, they have extreme mental labor. And so they leave college believing that they're going to make a lot of money. And so they charge a lot of money because what they have, which is those degrees and those certifications and those plaques on their walls took a lot of money investment but they don't understand that when they go lulu right when they go when something's wrong when they have a breakup when they're stressed when they're burnout they take all of that baggage and they go dump it on a service professional they go and they say you know what I'm having a hard day let me go to a restaurant let me go take all this emotional labor and let me go drop it onto somebody that's going to serve me well I'm paying you so you need to do what I want you to do right now oh I'm feeling stressed and having panic attacks let me go to the spa and let me unleash all of my emotional baggage on the people and you all better make me feel good when I leave out of here because I'm paying a pretty penny and if you want a tip I need you to tap dance and do a little extra for me because because that's how I'm feeling. And so this concept of feels, right? People wanting the feels, explains to you that the worlds we're moving into is less about this mental labor. And it's more about the emotional labor that a lot of people have to do. The people who are reactive, they're going to have to learn how to do that emotional work because in their mind, they've gotten so far deep into expecting life to be in this textbook and expecting life to be on this syllabus and expecting life to be a multi, you know, multiple choice questionnaire at the end that they can't fully make decisions for their life simply because their life doesn't feel good. So every day they go to a job that they hate, every day they do behaviors they don't like, every day they're discounting themselves. When I started to notice that my industry was finally catching on to say, you know what? We're hurting ourselves, discounting ourselves like this. We're hurting ourselves constantly talking about our struggles online. We're hurting ourselves trying to be relatable to our clientele, especially if we say we wanna be in luxury. We're hurting ourselves because we are constantly basically for lack of better words we're the poor people we're the help we're hurting ourselves and so when someone like me comes along and says you're not the help if you fully want to work with high net worth individuals you have to get up from that peasant mentality and you have to get up and say I am doing a service for you but I will not be abused by you. And when you start to do that, you realize that you are now leading your business. You are now leading your money. You can live a happier life when your money is guaranteed and when your money is not tied to someone now feeling away and deciding that they don't like you and deciding that they want to destroy your business. And now you have to move and and shuck and jive for people so that, you can get your livelihood. That's not a great feeling. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned. When people say, are you sad that you you know, had to go through XYZ? I was, but I'm not anymore. Because for me, my time freedom, my financial freedom, my emotional freedom, my mental freedom, my spiritual freedom, those things are more important. I will never again allow someone to feel that because they pay me, And because they are esteemed in the industry that they have the right to critique me or invalidate me or spit on me to try to humiliate me. I'm a big deal. I see myself as a big deal. My clients who are my clients that come and work closer with me, they know they're a big deal. They know they are high-powered individuals. They understand that if they don't do their zone of genius that a lot of people won't get served they understand that they have a lot of weight and responsibility on their shoulders and so whereas other people see them as a big deal there are also other people who are waiting to humble them who are waiting to humiliate them who are waiting to bring them down who are waiting to mistreat them simply because they stand in their power and they get intimidated or triggered by seeing another woman in her power. And so this woman, who is my client, understands that if she doesn't feel passionate about her work anymore, she has to walk away. To Not necessarily to leave it all and just walk away completely, but she has to take time for herself to get back to that thing That is so passionate for her and why she continues to do what she does. That thing might be so simple as being able to have eight hours of sleep. That thing might be so simple as realizing you don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. You don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. You can wake up at 8 a.m. Relax. Enjoy. Rest. Restore start your day a little later and allow your body to be the thing that is your warning light. If you don't feel good about something, right, you don't want to have to feel worse because you have to beg for permission to take time for yourself. A lot of women are waking up to this. Why is it that You're working a job that you don't feel comfortable if you are sick. You're waking up and you're forcing yourself to get out because you're like, oh, they're not going to let me off anyway. Or as you're picking up the phone to call and say, hey, I'm not feeling well. You're getting extra sick because you're afraid they're going to say, oh, well, we don't care. You're going to have to come in. And so that battle that you have. It now puts this guilt and this shame on you where it's like, you know what? I need to go to work because, you know, yeah, I'm sick, but you know, these people are depending on me. People who are also in their power understand when you also need to get back into your power because people who are truly in their power understand that when you don't take the time to rest, it's like a computer. You don't take time to charge you crash and you burn and that distinction there i know you might be thinking oh there's people who are high power who have money who don't care who are just like no get here well those people don't have the wealthy mindset that you want to be attached to those people are also aiming for this feeling of power those people are also emotionally dysregulated so those are not the people we're talking about which is why money is no longer a like a necessary currency to have when it comes to what you present to the world. If you feel like you have to be forced to do something for the sake of money, then it's time for you to look for a new plan. Because we're moving into a time where that feel that you want to have, you're it's going to get to where it's so loud that you have no choice but to go towards it. This is the moment where, and I want you to understand this, the wealthy, will always find new ways for privacy. And the working class will always find new ways to feel wealthy. This is a concept of inconspicuous consumption. I'm not going to go too into that now because I actually have that planned for my mastermind. We're going to definitely talk about that because a lot of the entrepreneurs that are called to me work with, a lot of materials, a lot of brands. They have a lot of things that, you know, cost a lot, don't cost a lot, whatever the case may be. And they are attempting to sell to the wealthy while they are really in their marketing selling to the working class. What I mean by that is they're trying to sell the, they're trying to use a working class marketing concept to sell to the wealthy and it makes them look desperate. And so they sell to no one. Case in point, if you are selling a designer bag and you are just like, oh, this designer bag is $4,000, but it comes with all these particular things. Well, the working class, they may want that item because it looks good on somebody else or because they save up for that particular item or they've seen it placed in so many different places that now they want that item and then when they get that item now and they're going back and forth in their mind to try to validate that experience which is what a lot of entrepreneurs do they go through their marketing and they try to validate to the person on the other end of the phone like hey this is all the things that come with it oh yes this comes with it oh you know yeah i can give you a discount whatever the case may be that conversation is the conversation reserved for the working class in the world we're moving into we're already here in my circles, but you're going to see it more commonplace over the next couple of years. This is the effect of the Pluto and Aquarius, okay? On the other side of the wealth, when the wealthy purchase items, it's almost as if it doesn't matter the cost, if it is too accessible to people in general, this is no longer a desire, right? They desire to feel something but they don't desire to feel wealthy they don't desire to feel included because they are already wealthy right and so when you understand that thought process you now understand okay if i'm speaking to the wealthy i have to speak that language which means i have to learn that language which means i have to put myself around the people who speak that language which means i now need to have a conversation about exclusivity of my time access of this experience how is this from an item to an experience how does this service now become a feeling when you can move into that language the price tag is simply the price tag when you shift away from that working class marketing and now I want you to know it's nothing wrong with that, but you have to choose which one you're going to do. Because if you're going to use the working class marketing and you're going to be talking about whatever your service is, and you're going to be itemizing everything, and you're going to be talking about, oh, it comes with A through Z and A through Z, AA, like these are all the sub points to try to validate to you why this is a great expense to have. No when you're moving to more of a wealthy conversation, it's, I want to make this investment in myself. I am an appreciating asset. I don't want to invest in something, another cleanser, another bag, another moisturizer, another hotel. I need an experience. Is this a wellness experience? Is this a skincare experience? Is this inconspicuous? Is it that, yes, we all need cleansers, But this one is one that is not as accessible to other people. Yes, we all want facials. But is this facial a customized experience that guides me through a journey? Because it is custom to what I need. I don't need what everybody else needs. I don't need to save $200 on this service. I don't need to buy a pack of three in order to feel like I saved money. I actually want this experience because... I want to take my skincare seriously. I want to have the experience of the spa at home. I want X, Y, Z. And so this conversation is so... Chef's kiss. I love it. I love this conversation because this conversation, once you get just even this layer of conversation, mind you, there's like so many different layers of this conversation for the world that we are now moving into. But when you get just this layer of conversation it forces you to sit back and say, you know what, this is why I'm going check to check is because I am speaking to the client and I'm itemizing why I'm a luxury. Luxury does not define. Luxury is according to the consumer. But if I'm trying to explain luxury to a consumer that wants to feel wealthy, then I'm not truly wealthy, am I? They're not truly wealthy, are they? No, when they come in, the conversation will be about, well, how can I save more? Or, well, I'm spending all this money here, so I need you to shuck and dry for me. Versus when you're speaking to the appreciative person, the person who actually appreciates and wants this thing for themselves because they are investing in something that's going to help them appreciate themselves Well, now it has less to do with working class, wealthy class, et cetera, and has everything to do with a person who has found their inner power and who trusts their feeling from a proactive state, not a reactive state. Oh my gosh. I hope you got this because you might have to listen to this multiple, multiple times to get it. But this conversation is so, I could talk about this for hours. This is a conversation where if you are confused, if you're feeling like I want to speak this language, just like any other language, it takes time to learn it. And you may stumble. You may feel nervous. Right. Just like if you're learning French, like, of course, you're going to get the the inflections a little off the first couple of times. But you have to immerse yourself around French speakers or French, you know, content, French audios. French, whatever, in order to fully get that natural inflection going for you. And I am so excited because if you've made it this far into the episode, that means that you are ready to learn and that you want to take it to the next level. So here's how you can work with me right now. The first thing is the mastermind. My mastermind begins on January 8th. This mastermind is eight weeks and it is in January and February. This mastermind is for the individual that desires, like truly desires to not only grow in their business, their sales, their strategy, but they also wish to grow in their own self-leadership. They understand that if they're going to command in a lot of money, if they're going to take their income you know, into a multi-figure five increase, whether they go from 2K months to 20K months, whatever the case may be, right? If they're looking to grow into this level of income that they got to be able to hold it to maintain it because what they don't want to do is they don't want to carry a 2k mindset into a 20k month and then they have this fear of losing it all and so they spend all their money on machines or expenses and things like that which puts them back to that 2k mark they want to be able to gain expansion hold expansion without allowing that fear to get them ungrounded so if that's you The mastermind is enrolling. I will be closing the doors. I would say once we get into week three, I'll be closing the doors at the start of week three because this is something where like this is an intimate space. And I want every person that's in this mastermind to not only have that group time, but to also have Just their specific questions answered as well, because when we meet up in February, we'll be in Chicago. And when I take you into this Forbes rated hotel, I want you to be able to be around people that you feel comfortable with, that you have that privacy with, because it is an intimate space that I'm creating as a safe space for those that are attending. Okay, so that is our very first mastermind of 2024. And I'm so excited. The investment is 5,000. So if you're interested, make sure you come over to Instagram and send me a message. My Instagram is I am Nina Hayes. Just send me mastermind and I'll get the link for you. Now, there's also my program Authority. Authority is that program that is going to show you how to build a global brand. So if your goal is to become world-renowned in the next two years, this is the thing for you. In order to be world-renowned, you have to be able to get outside of your local area. Okay, And the best way to do that right now from the comfort of your home or the comfort of your phone is through the digital landscape there's so many people doing digital ebooks and digital courses but this is a digital service the world we're moving into is going to be so focused on digital services like if you don't understand this think about it like this a lot of people are getting their information from tiktok right they're learning things that they never learned before from tiktok What a lot of people are doing is they're using TikTok as this place to just put up a bunch of free educational information. But there are people that actually want to learn how to do it for themselves the correct way, and they will invest to learn that. That is how you will teach your global client through digital services. This is how I was able to build a multi six-figure digital service. Okay, I have three of them. This digital service has shown people all over the world, in Jamaica, in France, Nigeria, okay? I'm talking about Ghana, Namibia, and all over the U.S. and Canada, how to build their own businesses. And now I'm taking you behind the scenes to show you how to build your authority, in your industry and how to become a world-renowned brand that is global and that also can offer your service digitally to help other people and i'm not just talking about you're a professional who teaches other professionals i'm talking about you teaching the most basic fundamentals to your client so that they can get what they need at home and fall deeply in love with your brand and many of your clients are willing to fly to you because they only trust you this requires you to have your own method, though. This requires you to have your own thought process. So if that is you, I want you to know that authority begins again in February. We're taking the whole month of February to really dive deep into how to be a global brand through a digital service. Right now, it is back on 2024 pre-sale for two two. Twenty-two. So two thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars. You're able to get in. There is a payment plan option available as well. And this program will go up to three thousand on February first. So super excited to see you all in the programs. And of course, everything is linked in the show notes as well. So I can't wait to see you all. This is an exciting new year. So let me know if you enjoyed this episode by leaving a review on any of your major podcast platforms. You also can come over to Instagram. You can share with your audience and tag me at I am Nina Hayes. Super excited for your year. I know you're about to dominate it. And whatever you do, keep becoming elite.